Hey, check one, check two. It's G from the Academy, and as the powers that be play around and fiddle, we the people of the planet are left to do our own research and discover information for ourselves. A lot of things I don't know. One thing I do know is that we're not getting the full picture, we're not getting the full story about this present slash future problem that we have to deal with. And so I'm going to try and cut through some of the cheese here and give you some information laid out by John Rapoport, who describes himself as a forensic reporter. I have followed this man's work for the last 15 years and have found him to be incredibly accurate, incredibly prescient, and I think it's worth sharing his health-related information with more people. One thing's for sure, it's a hell of a lot better than surfing the panic of the mainstream sites. Now, in the last presentation, what I did was I gave you information from a variety of sources. And here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on one source. Now, what this means is that if people want to rubbish the information, they can just try to rubbish the one source. But what I want you to do is forget about the person and focus on the information. Ask yourself, is this information true? Is this information likely to be true? And then, how can I check it? How can I verify it if it will, in fact, affect me? So, that's my ramble. You can reach me through my Facebook page for as long as it's up. You can see it on the screen. If you're watching the video presentation, it's Graham William Hendry. Um, you can also reach me through Instagram, YouTube at the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching. You can find me on LinkedIn and on other social media platforms. Right, let's get to it. If I can find my cursor here. Article number one is entitled, COVID, it's not one thing. It's not one disease. Now, as a preface, if you want anyone to understand anything, you usually have to focus on one core element, the transmission of one idea, one message. If you want to improve the quality of your life, focus on one thing. That's key. So if you can get the general public to believe that there's just one thing, one element, one problem, and that it can be solved a certain way, then you are able to cause movement, uh, gather momentum, um, manipulate things. Here we go. Um, it's not one thing. It's not one disease. Uh, John Rappaport, 1st of April, 2020. I keep pounding on this because it's the main illusion and it's the hardest illusion to dispel. People hang on to it like a life raft. The stage magicians present the pandemic as one disease with one cause and people buy in immediately. Some people who reject the coronavirus as the cause present another single cause. They're falling for the basic con job. There were people in Wuhan who have 
pneumonia because of the horrendous air quality in the city. There are people in New York who have ordinary flu-like illness. There are people in Italy who have histories of multiple long-term serious health conditions. Pneumonia, flu, cardiac problems, kidney problems, made far worse through treatment with toxic drugs. There are people in hospitals around the world who, after being diagnosed with COVID, are dosed with powerful toxic antiviral drugs. There are people on breathing ventilators who are being given too much oxygen and too much pressure and their lungs collapse. There are perfectly healthy people who are being tested positive for the virus because the test is irreparably flawed. Not only is the test flawed, but some of the test kits are contaminated and um, there's a whole series of articles right now I have about that. Hopefully I'll get into a report on that. Um, in the uh, in the coming days. Now, all these people uh, previously mentioned are called COVID cases. The diagnostic test for the virus, as I've shown in many articles, spits out false positive verdicts and those results are meaningless, but they form a picture of escalating case numbers and people buy in. There needs to be escalating numbers. It's the numbers that bring the fear, it's the graphs and the charts, the predictions, the models that scare people. The stage magic trick is easy to see once you grasp the tactics. Claim to have discovered a new virus, say it is spreading and needs to be contained. Invent an umbrella label for the epidemic, COVID-19. Start pulling all sorts of people with all sorts of different conditions under the umbrella and say they're all cases. Use a diagnostic test that will automatically turn out many verdicts of infected and you have the illusion of a pandemic. At this point, people will show up and say, but what about this? What about that? What about all the people suddenly dying in City X? These questioners are trying to stick with one disease and one cause. But I think though, if people are actually dying in City X suddenly and weren't in the process of dying for a long time since they're elderly and they have a long history of serious illnesses, then you need to see what's going on, going on in City X specifically. It's the specifics that matter and not assume it's the same thing that's going on in Wuhan or Seattle or New York or Berlin or Milan or London or Paris or Barcelona. Is something strange happening in a City X hospital? Are doctors dosing people with highly toxic antiviral drugs? Are they misusing breathing ventilators and collapsing patients' lungs? Did some dangerous chemical recently show up in the environment in the city? Did someone put it there? Who knows, but assuming it must be the virus, the mysterious, invisible, it's everywhere virus is unwarranted. The assumption is based on nothing. Let's look at a real City X. <laughs> Let's call it Wuhan. What was happening there? Well, for a long time the air pollution had been truly horrendous. It's unprecedented, a mix of toxic compounds from both early and modern areas of industrialization. In fact, last summer residents went out on the streets and protested in large numbers. You don't do that in China unless you're desperate because the government can come in and arrest you and disappear you. Frightening. 
frightening. And there have been videos of people being locked in their homes, people being barred in their homes, people being welded into their homes, people being shot in the streets. Um, one thing's for sure, <laughs> there's nobody protesting anymore. What did Chinese researchers call the number one symptom of the new epidemic? Pneumonia. The air quality in that city, you don't need a virus or any other germ to get pneumonia. It's the air quality. It's about the air quality. With the air quality in the city, you don't need a virus or any other germ to get pneumonia. You just need to breathe. On top of that, studies estimate every year roughly 300,000 people die from pneumonia in China, which means there are millions of pneumonia cases. But suddenly, no, the cause is a new virus never seen before. Who's kidding who? And is it really new? Is it really new? I suggest it's been studied for a while. Well, so say the papers. So say the scientific papers. There's more. The Chinese government decides they aren't going to even bother testing for the new virus. Instead, they're going to do CT scans of patients' lungs. If they see evidence of pneumonia, they're going to label all these people coronavirus, soon to be known as COVID-19. Coronavirus is the contravirus. It's the contradiction to reality, to sane and sensible analysis. At this point, someone is surely to reply, but that air pollution isn't happening in every place where epidemic cases are showing up. Therefore, air pollution couldn't be the cause. He still doesn't see he's falling for the con and the magic trick. He's still assuming COVID is one disease with one cause. He's still hypnotized. Or you might get this. No, it's not the coronavirus. It's really 5G technology that's making people sick and killing them. Still falling for the magic trick. In certain places, 5G might be harming people. Indeed. And some of these people might be labeled as COVID. Yes, but the whole thing isn't 5G because there isn't one whole thing. There is no it. Do you understand? There is no it. But it started in China and spread across the world. No, the stage magicians from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and the WHO, the World Health Organization, want you to believe that. They've built up a fraudulent picture to convince you that's true. There is no it. But we want an it. The narrative requires an it. It's true. The article finishes, yes, I understand. That's called an addiction. You need to cure yourself. We all need to cure ourselves in this scenario, in this situation. And the idea that it's not just one thing fits in very well with my analysis of society where when people are looking for the problem, it's often not just one thing that is the problem. When a person gets sick or ill, it, it's often there's often not just one reason for it. They, they're working long hours, they're tired, they're not eating right, um, they're stressed about family or work life, uh, there's something else on their mind, 
the worried about something coming up, um, a whole bunch of things, whole bunch of things. And they're not getting enough fresh air, um, and it, it goes on. You know, the list of potential problems goes on. I remember years ago watching uh, some silly science fiction film. <laughs> science fiction films are great because they, they, they kind of throw the truth in your face while mocking the insanity of it all. Um, uh, the film is uh, Johnny Mnemonic. And uh, I remember there was a doctor in the film. I think he was played by the... Uh, musician Henry Rollins, and um, there was a mysterious disease affecting people, and um, they were searching for the cause, and the doctor says, the cause, the, the cause, you want the cause, the cause is this, and this, and this, and this, all the technology, and I think it's interesting to think about that. As a person who's very interested in technology, I see all the great advantages it brings, and all the dangers at the same time. Moving on, next. Uh, next article. Um, again, John Rappaport from nomorefakenews.com. Um, this time published on the, the 8th of April, uh, 2020. Corona, creating the illusion of a pandemic through diagnostic tests. How could tests create an illusion? Well, let's find out. We nailed them with their own words. In this article, I'll present quotes from official sources about their own diagnostic test for the coronavirus. I'm talking about fatal flaws in the test itself. Because case numbers are based on those tests or no tests at all, the whole pandemic effect has been created out of fake science. Fake science. In a moment of truth, a propaganda pro might murmur to a colleague, you know, we've got a great diagnostic test for the virus. The test turns out all sorts of results that say this person is diseased and that person is diseased. Millions of diseased people. But the test doesn't really measure that. The test is ridiculous, but ridiculous in our favor. It builds the picture of a global pandemic, an excuse to lock down the planet, wreck economies and lives lives. No one's talking about all the lives destroyed by this. No one's talking about the the mental effects. The mental effects on the kids. Right? No one's talking about the mental effects on the kids. No one's talking about the loss of liberty. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about how you're going to explain this to your kids in the future. Are you really just going to leave everything to everybody? Really? How important, you see, you see in this, you see in this pandemic how important the sports are. Hmm? How important the entertainment is. Hmm? Hmm? You see the facade fall down? Those that know me know that I've stayed out in Slovakia for many years and they have a saying there that everything bad is good for something. And that's in general because everything was really bad um, for quite a long period of time. But um, makes some sense, doesn't it? It makes some sense. The widespread test for COVID-19 virus is called the PCR 
I've written much about it in past articles. Now let's go to published official literature and see what it reveals. Spoiler alert. The admitted holes and shortcomings of the test are devastating. From CDC 2019 novel coronavirus. 2019 NCOV real-time RT-PCR diagnostic panel. Detection of viral RNA may not indicate the presence of infectious virus or that 2019 NCOV is the causative agent for clinical symptoms. Listen to that again. Detection of viral RNA may not indicate the presence of infectious virus or that 2019 NCOV is the causative agent for clinical symptoms. Translation. A positive test doesn't guarantee that COVID virus is causing infection at all. And reading between the lines, maybe the COVID virus might not be in the patient's body at all either. Um, maybe the test is reacting to the common cold virus, the common coronavirus. From the World Health Organization, Coronavirus Disease Technical Guidance Laboratory Testing for 2019 NCOV in Humans. Several assays, what's an assay? Several assays that detected the 2019 NCOV have been and are currently under development, both in-house and commercially. Some assays may detect only, is that a test? A-S-S-A-Y-S. -S I think that's a test. Uh, some assays may detect only the novel coronavirus and some may also detect other strains, SARS-CoV, that are genetically similar. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. There you go. Look, a rugby ball is a ball. So is a football. Not the same thing though, are they? Right? Um, try playing football with a rugby ball. Dun, dun, dun. Translation. Some PCR tests register positive for types of coronavirus that have nothing to do with COVID, including plain old coronas that cause nothing more than a cold. You understand? If you have a cold, you will probably test positive. Do you understand? The World Health Organization documents adds this little piece, protocol use limitations, protocol use limitations. Optional clinical specimens for testing has not yet been validated. Translation, we're not sure which tissue samples to take from the patient in order to test to have any validity. From the FDA LabCorp COVID-19 RT-PCR test EUA summary, accelerated emergency use authorization summary COVID-19 test from the Laboratory Corporation of America. The SARS-CoV-2 RNA COVID virus is generally detectable in respiratory specimens during the acute phase of infection. Positive results are indicative of the presence of SARS-CoV-2 RNA. Clinical correlation with patient history and other diagnostic information is necessary to determine patient, patient infection status. The agent detected may not be the definite cause of disease. Repeat, the agent detected may not be the definite cause of disease. Um, it's really important to understand the presence of something 
may not indicate that it is the cause of the result. Laboratories within the United States and its territories are required to report all positive results to the appropriate public health authorities. <laughs> new gods, ladies and gentlemen, the new gods. Translation. On one hand, we claim the test can generally detect the presence of the COVID virus in a patient, but we admit the agent detected on the test, by which we mean COVID, may not be the definite cause of the disease. We also admit that unless the patient has an acute infection, we can't find COVID. Therefore, the idea of asymptomatic patients confirmed by the test is nonsense. <laughs> and even though a positive test for COVID may not indicate the actual cause of the disease, all positive tests must be reported and they will be counted as COVID cases regardless. And this is also backed up by reports of nurses from all around the world and doctors who have been ordered to report that any patient showing any possible symptoms of COVID must have that as part of the cause of cause of death. And um, if you know anything about registering the cause of death, it's very often not clear what a person dies of. Medical science only takes us so far. It's very often not clear the exact cause of a person's death. You understand? <laughs> Once you understand that, the world is painted in an entirely different color. From a manufacturer of PCR test kit elements, Creative Diagnostics, SARS-CoV-2 Coronavirus Multiplex, RTQ-PCR kit, regulatory status for research only, do not use in diagnostic procedures. Do not use in diagnostic procedures. Did you get that? Translation, don't use the test results alone to diagnose infection or disease. Non-specific interference of influenza A virus, H1N1, influenza B virus, Yamagata, respiratory syncytial virus, probably pronounced that wrong, type B, respiratory adrenovirus, type 3, type 7, para-influenza virus, type 2, mycoplasma, mycoplasma, pneumonia, Chlamydia, pneumonia, God knows, God knows. Um, translation. Although this company states the test can detect COVID, it also states the test can read falsely positive if the patient has one of a number of other irrelevant viruses. That's a good word, irrelevant. What is the test proving then? Who knows, flip a coin. Application qualitative. The phraseology of language is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Application qualitative. Translation. This clearly means the test is not suited to detect how much virus is in the patient's body. Um, text reads, I'll cover how important this admission is in a minute. The detection result of this product is only for clinical reference and it should not be used as the only evidence for clinical diagnosis and treatment. The clinical management of patients should be considered in combination with their symptoms, science history. 
other laboratory tests and treatment responses. The detection results should not be directly used as evidence for clinical diagnosis and there are only they are only for the reference of clinicians. Translation, don't use the test as an exclusive basis for diagnosing a person with COVID. And yet this is exactly what health authorities are doing all over the world. All positive tests must be reported to government agencies and they are counted as COVID tests. All positive tests. A positive test does not mean you have the virus, ladies and gentlemen. Those quotes from official government and testing sources torpedo the whole scientific basis of the test. Now I'll add another lethal blow. The test has never been violated. <laughs> People have been violated. The test has never been validated properly as an instrument to detect disease. Even assuming it can detect the presence of COVID virus in a patient, it does show how much virus is in the body. And that is key because in order to begin even talking about actual illness in the real world, not in a lab, the patient would need to have millions and millions of the virus actively replicating in the body. Proponents of the test assert that it can measure how the virus is in the, the body or how much of the virus is in the body. To which the reply is prove it. Prove it in a way it should have been proven decades ago, but it never was. Take 500 people and remove tissue samples from them. The people who take the samples do not do the test. The testers will never know who the patients are and what condition they're in. The testers run their PCR on the tissue samples. In each case, they say which virus they found and how much of it they found. Do you understand? This is a very simple solution that could be applied anywhere. All right, in patients 24, 46, 65, 76, 87, and 93, were found a great deal of virus. Now we unblind those patients. They should all be sick because they have so much virus replicating in their bodies. Are they sick or are they running marathons? Let's find out. You understand we all have viruses running through our bodies all of the time. This obvious vetting of the test has never been done. This obvious vetting of the test has never been done. Um, not only that, they're now testing some of the new drugs in uh, what should be placebo blind tests um, where um, I'm not sure if that's the right terminology, but um, you know, you, um, you, you test it against the placebo, you test these, uh, uh, the drugs like uh, hydroxychloroquine, for example, and uh, they're not testing it against the, the sugar pill. They're actually testing it against vitamin C which is actually good anyway. You understand? You understand how the wool has been pulled down over your eyes? The obvious vetting of the tests have never been done, or this obvious vetting of this test has never been done. That is an enormous scandal. Where are the controlled results in five 100 patients and a 1,000 patients. The test is unproven and so the test is a fraud. And therefore the COVID pandemic, which is supposedly based on these tests, is also a fraud. Wait, I hear you say, wait, but what about all the sick and dying people? Why are they sick? It's the result of a number 
of conditions and a number of underlying problems all made worse by a slightly more infectious than normal genetically altered man-made version of the common cold. It's a biovirus, essentially. Uh, see the work of Francis Boyle and his studies of the the timeline, the history, the breakdown, the stitching, um, all those elements. Um, the people in general are unhealthy. That's not helping. That's not helping. And remember, your health is your wealth. Now, John Rappaport adds a large number of sources at the bottom as well. Uh, feel free to uh, check them from uh, John Rappaport's blog at nomorefakenews.com. Um, have you had enough? Do you want more? Do you want more? One more article, The COVID Illusion and the Currency Reset. Uh, nomorefakenews.com. John Rappaport. Um, scrolling back in time a few days, April the 6th, 2020. When this, highly when this highly destructive farce is over, there are several ways things could go. In this article, I describe one path. The World Health Organization and the World Bank are joined at the hip. In 2018, they double-knotted their ties by forming a partnership to monitor outbreaks and epidemics before they spread. Basically, behind the scenes, the deal looks like this. The World Health Organization creates the illusion of global pandemics. The World Bank steps in to pick up the pieces of the results. Injured national economies, and what it does is it shells out loans to governments, and the governments shell out these loans to businesses. And you're, that's it. You're handcuffed with debt. And... Um, governments sign on to paying back the money and the ministers don't care because they'll be out of their office in a while and somebody else will come in and have to pick up the problem. Um, very few people can see into the future at the kinds of problems that are going to be picked up by future generations. These loans always carry conditions. The prime condition is let in private roaming foreign predatory private investors so they can take over vital sectors of a nation energy agriculture and water this has been done for a long period of time people a long period of time there are conditions to the loans and of course they they paint it so that it sounds reasonable it always sounds reasonable i mean the even serial killers have reason it can always be made to sound reasonable but this time the world health organization as planned has gone ballistic the lockdowns are shredding economies and it's not going to be here's alone it's more of an it's more on the order of we have to bail everybody out we have to save everybody right do you realize the dangers of living forever do you realize the dangers? How is that done? Step by step, through switching 
over one kind of illusory money for another kind of illusionary money. The illusion of value, people. The illusion of value. Have you ever bought something and then wondered why you bought it? Wondered why it had value and then had none? <laughs> That's how we live our lives, right? We invented one kind of money out of thin air and it reached the end of the line. Now we have to invent another kind, another kind of new money, all out of thin air, thin air. It's called a universally guaranteed income, eventually for everybody. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Poverty will be your reality. Hey, being poor is better than being super poor, right? I prefer opportunity myself. It too comes with conditions gradually implemented. Basically the deal is we pay you, you obey us. Yeah, you know, don't piss off your sugar daddy. The behavioral side of the model is the Chinese regime, which works obedience through a social credit score. And remember the UN said China is the model. United Nations said China is the model. It's the model. Infractions lower the score, in which case the violator can't travel on a plane or send his kids to certain schools or stay in certain hotels or start a business. There are levels of punishments. There are levels 33, 40, 44, 66. How many degrees? How many degrees? How far are you prepared to go? Infractions include walking a dog off a leash, spreading fake news. Who decides? Who decides about that stuff? Crossing against a red light, failure to separate garbage properly, business fraud. Little and big offenses. Under Global UGI, it would be here's your monthly digital check. Now follow orders or your money might be reduced. Be a good citizen. Click of a button, they'll turn you off. Oh, we're sorry. It was an error in the system. Of course, a system like this requires complete and utter surveillance, public and private, every which way. That's why Google is now giving your location data to governments. There's no danger, there's no danger when government and corporations work together. Don't worry, go back to sleep. The Holy Grail is energy quotas for every person. Mr. Smith, this is your wall talking through the glorious Internet of Things. Your energy number for the month is reaching its limit. I saw a video about this. There was a video about this they were playing in schools. Um, the future, the... What was it called? It was a UN video about the future and carbon credits. Very scary. Megalopolis, I think that's what it was called. Metropolis something? Megal... It's something like that. I want to help you avoid that limit and the social credit score penalties that would be enforced. I'm going to indicate brownouts and dimming in your home for the next two oh, what's a brownout hmm. your internet will be shut down and see that coming accepting the hours of midnight to three in the morning 
which is going to make you tired as a dog. Kukogi mirrors for the day between 4 and 5 a.m. Frightening. Behavior control. Behavior control. It's a thing. Did you know that? You know there are whole institutes of behaviorism. Your governments have departments specifically related to studying and working in that area. Did you know that? Did you know that? Behavior control. What is going now? What is going on now is a tune-up for the future. Now they say stay indoors, don't let in visitors, stand in line outside stores, keep a distance of six feet, report people who appear sick, get tested, wash your hands a dozen times a day, wash your hands every 20 minutes like an obsessive, compulsive, repetitive non-thinker. My goodness. My goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And of course, the technology never—the technology never makes a mistake, right? The technology never makes a mistake. Like, suddenly my phone has just started flashing off and on for no reason here. Much madness. I read that again. It's great. Behavior control. What is going on now is a tune-up for the future. Now they say, stay indoors. Don't let in visitors. Stand in line. Don't let in visitors, don't let in your friends, but if the police come, if the authorities come, they have the right to search around your home. I reported on that yesterday. Stand in line outside stores, keeping a distance of six feet. Report people who appear sick. Get tested. Worry about anyone who reports the truth. Worry about anyone with a different opinion. Worry about anyone with a different idea. Fear thought. Wash your hands even more. <laughs> In the future, the list of rules and regulations will be different, but it will increase. But the overall theme will be the same. Be a good citizen, contribute to a better world, be sincere, earnest, helpful, and don't rebel. Of course, the system understands this and will allow in models of rebellion that are acceptable. Because controlled opposition is better than real opposition. And when you've got infinite resources, And just like now, many, many people will respond, yes, thank you. I like the straight and narrow. I like the feeling of contributing to something larger than myself. I like the collective. I like the fact that we're all in this together. We're all in this together. The mantra of a collective mindset. We're all in this together. Communism, socialism. We're all in this together. All together now. All together now, all together. You can see it. Um, a subpopulation of these people will want to do more. They'll want to join the government. They'll want to help the government enforce the rules. They'll want to express their energy. They would have asked gladly march in columns down the streets, salute, hand out summons, make arrests, and even commit violent acts under orders. You see, the police are as violent as anybody else. Not unnecessarily from time to time. But their job is to dispel those elements. Dis dispel, there's a great word. Um, they would wear crisp uniforms and take oaths. They would want ranks and seals. They would like to be called Ellie. The light ones. 
because history means nothing to such people. They'll never know names like SS, Redgar, Redguards, or Stasi. But that's what they'll be like. It'll be the new normal. Meet the new god, same as the old god. Unless the whole plan for a technocratic brave new world is exposed and falls apart, of course, because enough people remember another name and know what it means. Keyword. Freedom. Freedom. Keyword. Liberty. Liberty. Keywords. Unalienable rights. Unalienable rights. When this fake pandemic crisis is declared done, several themes will emerge. They will be promoted in various ways, employing many messages. I'm talking about official government and media propaganda. Yes, that exists. First of all, the pandemic will be described as a major turning point in human history. A great shock to the system. All sorts of professional shills and bullshitters will talk about BP and AP before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We will be told, we can't go back to the way it was before. And those who have developed new normals won't go back. They won't go back. The first great propaganda theme will be help us build a better world, a whole new world. This message is for the sincere people who want to pitch in and do good in a collective sense. Let's build a better world where we can avoid these pandemics or see them earlier. Let's form a civilization where equality and justice is, is for all the top priority. Let's all share and care. If you're looking for logic, fuck it forget it. In whatever way they can, the propagandists will imply that somehow the pandemic was a signal that we must do better, we must get through it together, as we did with the crisis. The love we showed them must be the love we show now. An appeal to idealists everywhere who fall for vague generalities, like cats fall for catnip. <coughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's coming. It's coming. You can see it just down the road. The second great theme aimed at the educated class and the technical types and the scientists and thinkers will be organization. We must organize world civilization more effectively because somehow, somehow, that was the problem before the pandemic. Lack of organization allowed things to get out of hand. We can't we can't any longer be I can't even read it. We can't any longer be separate groups and nations going their separate ways. Too much disorder. We need better structures in every phase of life. We need more interconnection and coordination. The educated class love this stuff. It fits their image of success. If society operates like a machine, problems will be solved, problems will be a thing of the past. The third great propaganda theme is aimed at all sorts of people who emerge from the lockdown and self-isolation. take a walk in the park on a spring day and suddenly remember what they've been missing. Their relief nearly reaches a point of hysteria, just as at the end of a world war. The theme is never again. 
We don't want to go back to those dark days under any circumstances. Whatever it takes, we're on board. Just tell us what to do. Just tell us what to do. Just tell us what to do. Please, 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 government will be your new god. With these themes in hand, the technocracy can be enacted. The final solution. We're all for a better world. We must organize it with T's crossed and I's dotted, and we must never go back into the dark. Trouble is, the darkness is within each of us. Unless people remember what is left out, the individual and freedom. Unless people remember what is left out, there can be no progress. The indivi ind individual is an interesting word because it's got that divided element, jewel, <laughs> in there. I guess we're all divided. <sighs> and that's how it works. But we need the individual, we need freedom. Technocratic operators are counting on us to forget. You see, the mind, see, once we could retain our focus for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, now it's, what is it, 10, 15 seconds? The TikTok, TikTok culture. Whose clock are you running your life by? They're counting on many people who value freedom to say, well, it's all hopeless. I know what freedom is, but too many others don't. So why bother? I'll just surrender and float on the tide. But then there are people who listen. No retreat, no surrender, right? Floating is an illusion. The tide moves in a planned direction towards a shore that isn't pretty. Are things pretty now? How far have we traveled? Questions the individual needs to answer. These were three articles from No More Fake News, um, John Rappaport's blog, John Rappaport is a forensic journalist. Journalist, I have studied his work for a long period of time. I find it to be very accurate. I hope you do too. If you agree or disagree, write a comment, click share, pass on the information. Um, that's it for now. More news soon, wherever you are, stay safe. This is me, G from the Academy, signing out.